0: Police need the community's help finding who's responsible for a shooting that left one dead and several injured. Riceboro's mayor passes away from COVID and torrential downpours cause a historic rain event across southeast Georgia and the Lowcountry. We've got those stories and more in this episode of WTOC's Weekly Wrap, a recap of the week's biggest stories from across the area. I'm digital anchor Jake Wallace. Yemisee police say they need help from the community to solve a weekend shooting that left eight people shot, including 33-year-old Willie Roberts, who was killed. The seven other victims include an 8-year-old, two 12-year-olds, and two 14-year-olds. Police say the seven other victims sustained non-life-threatening injuries. Authorities say the shooting happened around 12.15 a.m. Sunday, September 19th, at the corner of St. Clair Street and Yemesi Highway. As of Thursday, September 23rd, no arrests have been made. On Monday, Yemesee Police Chief Gregory Alexander explained what they believe caused the shooting, then pleaded with the community to come forward if they have information.
1: From my understanding, there was like 10 different
0: facts that happened during that time. And then one person started
2: shooting, and two people started shooting, and we had three or four people out there shooting. We need people to come out, make statements, because just word them out, we think we know who done it, but just word them out is not enough for us to go get a restaurant. We cannot convince the judge to get a restaurant on a word them out.
0: Chief Alexander says video of the incident is even more helpful in these investigations, adding Yemisey PD is offering a cash reward for those videos. He had a tremendous belief that the city of Riceboro could be more.
2: He had a vision of making the city a place where people actually live, work, and
0: play. That's how Coastal Georgia Minority Chamber CEO Sabrina Newby will remember Riceboro Mayor Joe Harris. Harris passed away on Tuesday, September 21st due to COVID-19 complications, according to the city of Riceboro. Harris was 35 years old. He was sworn in as Riceboro's mayor in 2019. Those who knew him and worked closely with him say his vision for the city's future was inspiring. Here's State Representative Al Williams. When I started as state representative some 20
1: years ago, Joe wasn't old enough to vote. And to see him come along and and pledge his efforts and his work and his time it was inspiring it should inspire someone to want to step up and fill those shoes.
0: In a statement released to WTOC, the city of Riceboro says city council will meet as soon as possible to discuss how to move forward. The shooting deaths of Maggie and Paul Murdoch are being investigated by the FBI. South Carolina state law enforcement confirmed that Thursday, September 23rd. In a statement released Thursday, South Carolina law enforcement chief Mark Keel says, quote, As a result of the brutal murders of Maggie and Paul Murdoch on June 7th, SLED's initial priority was finding anyone responsible for their deaths. During the course of the double murder investigation, agents with SLED have uncovered other potential crimes that warrant further investigation. Chief Keel's statement continues, I've been in contact with the Federal Bureau of Investigation as well as the United States Attorney's Office for the District of South Carolina. From very early on in this investigation, SLED has utilized federal resources as needed. We'll continue to call upon our federal partners as their assistance is needed to successfully investigate and prosecute specific aspects of these cases, end quote. That comes just two days after one of the passengers in a deadly 2019 boat crash involving Paul Murdoch filed a lawsuit against Alec and Buster Murdoch. Here's the story from WTOC on September 21st. One of the victims of
2: the deadly boat crash had killed Mallory Beach is now suing the family. We told you on The News at 6 that Connor Cook, the young man you see right here in this video, who is highlighted, uh, who made that call to 911 after the crash, is suing the family for conspiring with police. We're sharing some more details from that lawsuit tonight. Our Bria Bolden has been following all this as it develops. Yeah, Don. Well Con- connor Cook and his attorney say the Murdoch's and a lawyer they were told to hire by the family tried to make sure Cook was held solely responsible for the twenty nineteen boat crash. The lawsuit claims that officers did not properly investigate who was driving the boat at the time of the crash that killed 19-year-old Mallory Beach. It alleges that Cook was the only one asked to complete a sobriety test, despite telling officers Paul Murdoch was driving.
0: Evidence now seems to be unaccounted for the fact that people were not asked to uh, perform field sobriety tests immediately there on the mud bank or oyster bank where the accident occurred. Uh, The fact that no request was apparently made for blood samples at the hospital, which is standard operating procedure in, in all kinds of alcohol related DUIs and BUIs. Those were all very troubling to me.
2: The lawsuit says Alec Murdoch instructed Cook's family to hire Corey Fleming to represent them and discourage Cook from talking with police. It goes on to say Cook and his family were not aware Fleming was Murdoch's college roommate and Paul's godfather. The suit claims Cook and his family found out Alec Murdoch and others were, quote, orchestrating a campaign to have Connor Cook held criminally and civilly responsible for the boat accident. Well, the lawsuit also names Buster Murdoch, Parker's Convenience Stores, and the clerk who sold underage Paul Murdoch alcohol. You
0: can read that full lawsuit on our website, WTOC.com. You'll find the link in the podcast description of this episode. Southeast Georgia and the Low Countries saw rain, rain, and more rain on Monday, September 20th. WTOC First Alert meteorologist Jamie Ertle explains why it was a rain event for the history books.
1: You know, 5 days out we knew Monday the 20th was going to be wet. We just didn't know it was going to be record-breaking wet. A stationary front parked itself along southeast Georgia. So just imagine if I-16 extended out into the Atlantic, it was just a highway for moisture to stream onshore and that's what it did. By midday, we had already broken the record set back in 1885 at 2. One, two inches of rain And by the end of the day And it rained literally up to 1159 We had 6.66 inches of rain Now, September... The monthly total, and we're going to be dry for the rest of the month, is 9.52. Normally, September, we only run about 4.35 inches. So we doubled our rainfall amount for the month of September. If you're wondering, does that even come close to the top five wettest Septembers? Well, we'll have to make it to 15 inches to get into the top five, but still abnormally wet. The greatest one-day rain event, get this, September 16th, 1924, and then I looked it up to see, I wonder what happened. Yeah, we had a hurricane. Hurricane 5 came across southeast Georgia, a backdoor hurricane, made landfall in Florida, and dumped 9.02 inches of rain on September 16th, 1924. The second greatest rainfall event, 8.94 inches from Hurricane Matthew.
0: That massive rainfall caused several streets to flood in Savannah, forcing many to be closed by the city for several hours. You can get the latest news, weather, and sports every night on The News and all the time at WTOC.com and on the WTOC app. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.